For drivers, riders, and pedestrians, the safest day of the week is Tuesday, and the safest time of day is between 3 and 5 a.m. Conversely, the most fatalities involving drivers, riders, and pedestrians occurs during the weekends on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, with the most fatalities occurring not at night, but between 4 and 7 p.m. Surprise! Greetings again. I'm Adam Morgan. Those stats are for the reporting dashboard of the website Vision Zero. Among the goals of this active outreach of the City of Denver's Department of Transportation and Infrastructure is safe streets, safe speeds, and promoting a culture of safety. The Vision Zero plan goes way beyond simply adjusting speed limits to also include the redesign of streets and traffic lanes. The plan is adamant that traffic deaths and serious injuries are preventable, and it all starts with you, the public. On this edition, we continue touching key aspects of the Vision Zero plan with City Traffic Engineer Emily Gleckner, Communications Director Nancy Kuhn, and Vision Zero Transportation Planner Rolf Eisinger. We begin with Rolf. So what we refer to as the communities of concern in our Vision Zero Action Plan is very much now supported by what we had earlier talked about in terms of the equity index. Um, And again, our equity index looks at demographics, uh, including um, rates of vehicle ownership and and better understanding where that exposure is is higher if if folks, you know, don't have access or do not own a vehicle, Mm -hmm. they're more likely to be walking and biking and, and taking transit around town. So ensuring that we invest those resources in those areas to provide safe, safe places for people to uh, to um, yeah walk and bicycle and get around. Because when I first saw the term, the terminology communities of concern, I thought, well, maybe those are some special neighborhoods that have high incidence of crashes and fatalities and things like that. So I'm glad that you added that clarity. Thank you. Uh, in addition to physically redesigning the infrastructure, I think I was reading about infrastructure policies is those are things that you're looking at the city to redo and code and that kind of thing so that the design work that you're you're going to do that you're doing is going to be set in statute so that uh, it, it can be better enforced well we start out um, we start out with design guidelines and our plan team really works on these design guidelines we just completed the uh, complete street design guidelines um, for the city. And from those design guidelines, we move into uh, street standards. And right now we're working on those um, so that we can better inform uh, redesign of our existing streets, um, the design of our any new streets going in, um, in our areas that have, are being developed out in the Northeast area. Yeah. Um, of town. So, yes, we are working on those uh, right now. So those things are put into place, especially when uh, maybe streets are being or neighborhoods are being redeveloped again, streets are being Mm -hmm. widened and that kind of thing. So you have those standards in place so that if the, uh, the public works department, they'll know what to do or some developer is coming in, he knows how to design his plat maps. That's right. How do you promote, Rolf, how do you promote a culture of safety when people are so distracted by everything else? You know, um, promoting a culture of safety really goes in in a multi-pronged approach, right? So um, we do it a number of ways, uh, and it could, examples include working with our high schools and our new drivers with uh, safe teen driver programs. 
We work with uh, new parents in terms of better understanding uh, how best to restrain uh, their children in, in car seats and booster seats. Also for bike riders, we uh, promote bicycle safety uh, in, our, in our schools and um, I know Parks and Rec uh, during the summer programs and we work with our advocates to um, uh, increase bicycle safety education, how to wear a helmet properly, how to, how to ride a bike safely, what are the different traffic, can, you know, the stop signs, stop lights, the, the bike lanes, how, how to operate within those and, and on our city streets to be safe. Um, so, yeah, those are all, all things we do. And also promote, a lot of people will be driving around, so we work to promote safe driving tips on our, on our social media sites. Ah. So uh, those are all things that we do uh, in partnership with CDOT and, and other partners to get safe, safety messaging out around the uh, culture of safety. Emily, I know in your street design, you, you've been doing some, the uh, speed as a part of, as a part of the speed management program. Um, do you do uh, parking restrictions and that kind of thing? You can only park here, or you got to park here in a certain direction, facing in, facing out, diagonal, which can help with the safety program as well. Absolutely. I mean, that's part of uh, that's part of you know our toolkit. Um, we have a number of tools in the toolkit, and yeah. managing parking is uh, one of the ways that we can, you know, make our streets safer. So instead of head-in parking um, on our streets where we've got this space to allow head-in parking, we actually are transitioning that those to uh, back-in parking so that people can better see when they are pulling out of those spaces. Um, to back in parking. Oh, yeah. that's going to be a driving challenge <laughs> for some people. <laughs> right? <laughs> it is a challenge. However, it's a, it's a much safer way um, to al- continue to allow those parking stalls to be there, um, but better be able to see as they're leaving those parking places. We're also, you know, there there are places where we may have had the head-in parking in the past and we're transitioning those areas to, say, parallel parking um, because we need the additional space to put in a bike facility mm-hmm. and put in a bike lane. That's, so what, we're making a lot of changes along uh, those lines. That's one thing I have to ask you about median refuge islands. I guess that's what you call mm-hmm. them. I, I, I saw mm-hmm. them out there in the middle of the street, and I just used used a couple of them downtown. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what mm-hmm. you called them, but they were great places to stay away from cars. <laughs> so what what was the what's the thinking? Did I use that correctly? Uh, is is that is, is that the idea for people if they get caught between light changes out there? They got a place to go. You know when we uh, when we time. Uh, our, our uh, crosswalks for people to cross. We want to time them such that people can cross all the way across, but we do acknowledge and recognize that we do have pedestrians that may walk a bit slower. And um, the, midi- the median refuge island will provide a place for them to, uh, you know, safely be um, yeah. in the street. Um it, it it also provides kind of that secondary effect of slowing down traffic. Well, well, I so, know I know you 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 lengthen some of the crosswalk times downtown across Twentieth Street, the Twentieth Street Raceway, 
as as they go through there. So I think, you know, put a pedestrian island out there just in case. <laughs> I have to negotiate that one regularly. And so, but yeah, I think those are tremendous, especially you get a street like Colfax that was multi-lanes. You got all kinds of, of, of traffic on there, cars, trucks, you have it. So it's easy to get caught out there, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and having mm-hmm. some place to go there is really, really important. Have either one of you, Rolf or Emily, thought about, uh, or you're probably factoring into the plan and Emily into your structuring, uh, the slow but progressive movement to driverless vehicles and how they're going to play in this multimodal mix? Well, if I can take that a little bit, if you'd like. Um, yeah, go ahead. We are, you know, that is something that is coming our way. Um, it is something that we need to plan for and we need to ensure that we're inco- we're accommodating as those technologies continue to improve. We have, we do have a planning effort underway called Denver Moves Everyone. And that is the plan that will really guide us into the next uh, couple of centuries, uh, not centuries, I'm sorry, decades. <laughs> and, um, it, Within that plan, we are uh, looking at well, what is it that we need to do in order to accommodate um, these self-driving vehicles and uh, the autonomous vehicle. Okay. So and we are planning for it today. In the uh, couple of moments we have left for sure, um, pedestrians, again, I go back to pedestrians, have a very real responsibility to make the safety program work. What do either one of you two want to advise pedestrians that what their role should be when they are walking down the streets and they have got to cross these streets, where should their attention and focus be? What should they be thinking about? This is Nancy. Um, You know, I I really, I'm I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, Basically what we're asking everyone to do is look out for one another. One of the key principles of Vision Zero is that humans make errors. And the key principle, though, is that we need to design our streets so that errors don't result in with tragic consequences. So I just wanted to make sure that we emphasize um, that we're heartbroken at the loss of lives on our streets um, we do ask people, you know, to slow down, look out for one another. But we also, as a city, are taking the responsibility to say human error is, an ine- is inevitable. And we need our streets um, to, to recognize that and, you know, minimize the potential for, for errors to result in tragedy. Yeah, I, I mean, I just wanted to make sure, you know, we're not getting in any type of, like, victim blaming, no. right? So... You know, we need to look out, you know, we need to look out uh, for each other and um, we need to create streets that, you know, recognize that, you know, human error um, is natural and that we, our streets work to minimize um, the tragedies that can occur by error. We did this uh, program, as I mentioned uh, several years ago, the police officer went right to the chase in some places saying, if you're a pedestrian, you got to cross the street, make sure you make eye contact with the drivers that are sitting there waiting or approaching. Wait till that car stops. If it's approaching you, no matter if you have the right of way to walk or not, those types of things 
uh, pedestrians need to pay attention to. If you're talking on your cell phone, wait a minute before you cross the street. Get a look at all directions because a driver turning left or making a right turn looking the opposite way won't see you. Those types of pedestrian responsibilities. I mean, I guess I could say those are good tips, but I think we need to remember that people in cars are surrounded by thousands of pounds of metal. Yeah. And there's a greater responsibility for them to be looking out for people who are more, more vulnerable. So mm-hmm. your, your pedestrian, your person on the bike. Um, so, you know, I think what we would, what, the message we would like to get across is that, you know, drivers, please look out for our more vulnerable uh, road users. All right. Uh Nancy has put hers in. Rolf or Emily, do you have a few last uh, insights you'd uh, like to share about the Vision Zero plan or maybe about some street uh, changes we can look forward to seeing? I would just add that um, we ha- we do have a focus of uh, um, making our streets a lot safer for all of our users. And so um, the community within Denver is going to see a lot of changes over the next number of years. And, um, you know, it's, it's some of them not immediate, but um, they are coming. And um, we're looking forward to working with all the, the various communities throughout um, the city and the neighborhood to help improve the way we utilize our roadway. Well, Rolf, the ladies are giving you the last word. Do you have anything you want to contribute? Yeah, I'd say the program is definitely um, gaining momentum. And I'd say that where we are making safety improvements, we are seeing safety benefits. We're seeing a decrease in crashes. We're seeing an increase in safety behaviors such as yielding to pedestrians, et cetera. So um, I'd say that, uh, yeah, definitely gaining momentum with with the plan and, uh, and with the implementation. So thank you. Emily Gleckner, Rolf Isinger, and Nancy Kuhn of the City of Denver's Department of Transportation and Infrastructure. They are among those working to make Denver's Vision Zero plan a reality. You are invited to review the Vision Zero plan online at denvergov.org slash neighborhood slash vision dash zero. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch. Get the vaccine to keep yourself and your family safe. And many thanks to you for sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.